This episode was produced in partnership with American Express. You ready to go? I'm ready to go. I've got no snare in my headphones. I've got, no, I've got a snare in mine. Okay. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our wedding episode. We are two days out. Two sleeps out. That's it. Oh, my gosh. Still time for me to pull out. Oh, oh, my God. He's literally been saying that for like 10 years now. So to paint a picture, Nick is a working dad joke. Still not funny. I'm always funny. <laughs> Uh, and we're currently sitting in, so Nick's car is parked in front of my car and we're sitting in my bride ride, which is a beautiful new Range Rover Evoque uh, that I'm test driving this week. And it's white for the wedding, which is so cute. <laughs> that's right. Just a bit you different. Know, to... On brand. A bit yeah, different to right. my little Mazda. That's right. <laughs> okay. So thank you all so much for your questions. We thought it would be really cute to do a little bridal Bridal, sorry, I know there is a groom involved, a wedding Q&A, um, like I did for my 30th, and go through some of your questions uh, cool. and have Let's a little chuckle and then listen to it back in 10 years and giggle. So first question from a couple of people, uh, from Bree Lee Davey, uh, who else? Quite a few people actually have asked just us to walk through the wedding day plans. So the venue, is it sit down or cocktail, band or DJ? And then JMW underscore kick asked if you had put a lot of... It's a weird Christian name. Yeah. (laughs) Asked if you'd put a lot of input into planning the day. I did the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> no, I did. You did. We did it all. No, together. we did it. Yeah, we did, we did everything together, guys. We... I'm a party planner. That's what, like, <laughs> pretty much Van Wilder over here. Nikki boy can party. Can, could party. So we met in a nightclub, as most of you will have, you know, will and already back, know. Yeah, back then we used to throw big events, like um, one with one of my groomsmen actually, Bodie. From Big Brother. Um, he, <laughs> 2007 season yeah, one, guys. Know, right? yeah. um, <laughs> so we used to throw huge, like. Um, cocktail parties, events. You did masquerade balls. Masquerade balls. I mean, I remember we did one at the top of the uh, Eureka Sky Deck. That was a charity thing for Lillian? Yeah, that was for Royal Children. We had 80 grand or something for that. Introduced um, two couples that got married that oh, night. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's cute. Anyway, but yeah, so party planning is pretty, like not party planning, event organising's uh, something we've done a lot of in the past. So this was actually pretty cruisy and we also yeah. had so much, so many people help us. And also because the venue does the food, the ceremony, all in the one spot, it wasn't that hard. No, like uh, I'm, we're both waiting to kind of freak out, but it's been amazing. And I love spreadsheets and admin. So like between mm, the two of us... Real cool guy, dang it. <laughs> between the two of us, we've actually pretty much chilled our way through the whole thing. Plus, to be fair, we've had pretty much two years of being engaged to organise it all. Uh, but and We organise it all in like the last three months, <laughs> except for the venue. So we're getting married this Friday, the 25th of October, which is the weekend of our 10-year anniversary. And it just happened that way. We didn't plan it on purpose that way. So it was all meant to be. Uh, it is sit down. We're having the ceremony in the courtyard outside of the beautiful venue, which is Quat Quatta in Ripponlea. It's a beautiful old uh, Victorian house that's been converted into an amazing wedding venue or just general venue that's got beautiful hedges, transports you to somewhere completely away. It's like you don't feel like you're in Australia. It's so beautiful. Uh, and then a sit down reception inside. Uh, we've got a string quartet. My cousin Jesse is an amazing cellist and he has rallied together some people to play me down the aisle and play us through the ceremony. And then we have, of course, a DJ 
uh, with lots of bangers. Someone actually asked, what is our is biggest... Is he going to be able to play Mumbo Number 5? <laughs> on... Down the aisle? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not confident. <laughs> no, nah, it's good. So someone asked what's going to be our dance banger at the reception. Dance banger. Jeez. Which is the whole playlist. The whole playlist is a giant banger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds weird, doesn't it? But also, two of our guests are two of our favourite DJs as well. So we got another DJ so that they weren't forced to work, but I feel like there'll be a lot of Andy Murphy, Khan Ong going yeah, on. Yeah, but we've both seen them with a couple of drinks, and I don't know if they'll be able to DJ after that. Min- Actually, I think Andy built his career on DJing that time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, really, really fun time. So band and DJ, which is a great time. Next question is, Nick's last name, are you taking it on? That's from Michelle Tonkin, beautiful Michelle, who submitted five questions, and Desi too, who also asked. I am taking on Nick's name. So we actually filmed a couple of videos yesterday for jobs that we had on that will come out after the wedding. So I had to say, hi, I'm Sarah Davidson. And it was so cute. The funniest <laughs> thing about it is my sister's name is Sarah. So Sarah is becoming Sarah, my sister's name. And when she was getting married a couple of years ago, she was deciding whether she would change her name. And it was just her and I chilling out, having a little lunch. And she's like, no one else is ever going to have my name. Like, my name is Sarah Davidson. And I was sitting there going, trying to tell me something? You don't want me to ever be a Davidson? What are you, you saying? You should be able to take all of her own customised stuff from high school and stuff. <laughs> yeah. But it's also weird sometimes when you're like, yeah, when Sarah and I were in the bath together when we were like four, I'm like, oh, no, different Davidson, different Sarah, not me. <laughs> like, happens yeah, all true. the time. Doesn't we doesn't guys? I don't talk about that very often. I'm not sure where she came and pulled that from. But anyway, <laughs> okay. What was the first thing that you thought when you met each other? Which is another one from Michelle and also Isabel C L W C. What did, What did we think of each other? Like the first time? Whoa. Um, that pause was way too long then, wasn't it? I know. So, I'm so, like, do no, I well, say it's what different I really because I, I met you in a very platonic situation. I thought you were hot, but like, that's not really a platonic situation. Well, <laughs> no. yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, I thought you were very attractive, but I didn't. It wasn't like a me trying to hit on you at all. I, I didn't mean, hit on you at all. Really? You had a boyfriend. So I feel like you definitely hit on me. I didn't. Not the. first Oh, you mean time. the very, very first time? Okay, so the yeah. very, very first time we both. But when had we first, partners. when we first, like, got to know each other more as single people, I, I definitely hit on you when you slid into my Facebook DMs before yeah, there were yeah, Instagram with DMs a, with an acrostic poem, wasn't it? Mm-hmm, yeah. Oh no, that came after. Yeah. There was some like real suggestive, like, oh, oh, you know what you said to me? You said. Oh, I said, you know, how you been? Like, what are you doing? And you were like, oh, I've just been. <laughs> oh, that's right. I've just been. <laughs> <laughs> just. Just really busy converting my house from a house for two people to a house for one. Hashtag single. <laughs> and I was like, so I take it that you and your girlfriend broke up and you're chilling at your house by yourself right now. Oh, how'd you guess? <laughs> and you were like, oh, I'm not flirting. I remember being like, wow, subtle. And it was so forlorn. It was like, just like converting my house. You still came over. Yeah, well, because I felt sad for you. But remember my disclaimer. So I had a disclaimer. I was like, Nick, nothing's going to happen. It can't happen. Like, 
it just you'd only broken up with you know Amy recently. I'd only broken up with Lawrence recently. Those were our exes, by the way, and you know that was still kind of present. And yeah, I was like, nothing's gonna happen. And then, <laughs> and then we were together like the next day. I was like, mm. here's my boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, it kind of escalated. Yeah, which was definitely your fault. Look at all the pollen. There's a lot of pollen. It looks like it's snowing. It does look like it's snowing. Um, so next question, I want to know all about how Paul is playing a part in your wedding, which is another one from Michelle and Kimchi well, Truffle. Paul's actually part of the string quartet. He's on the, <laughs> he's on the violin. I put him on the triangle. Um, no, I just felt like... How is that in a string quartet? <laughs> no. Where I... is the string? <laughs> Holding the little triangle dinger to the yeah. triangle. What's the triangle no, he's, dinger he's called? Become a triangle dinger. dinger. Anyone who can tell us what a triangle dinger is, technically... What, the what are they going to call in? Yeah, this call in one three hundred match and made in heaven. Right, That's right, our right. hashtag, by the way. Guys. So Paul is going to be the ring dogger, <laughs> and he um, the ring bear. He's the got ring his bear. little no, but he's not a bear. So I know. Just, I'm just, just saying. Pipe down. <laughs> so I'm trying to answer the question. So what he's going to do is uh, he'll have uh, the ring around his neck, under his bow tie and shirt. Um, and we're trying to, we're going going to play it by ear on how, like, he's super obedient, as you've probably realised, but all of his friends are going to be there. There's 130 of his friends going to be there. All his best friends. All of them are his best friends. And, like, like, all our friends who come to our house and stuff are his best friends. Like, he's like, Auntie Sam, Auntie Ange, like, The prerequisite for, um, the wedding invitation was that you love Paul. And I think that's the rep- that's the prerequisite for being friends with us. Pretty much. Yeah. So, so yeah. So he's going to be sitting there trying to say hello to everyone, like entertain. He'll be exhausted by the time the ceremony. Comes yeah. So in. we're not sure that he'll actually run down the aisle at the right time because he might see all his friends and be like, "Hey!" and just stop for a hug. And I don't really want to be at the end. On Sarah's walking down the aisle, and be going, "Paul, come here." <laughs> Paul, here. Paul, sit. Puppy, oh, come yeah. here. And I'll so, just sit down in the middle yeah. of the aisle. And also, Sarah's <laughs> Sarah's got one more bridesmaid than me because I've got. What, how many bridesmaids do you have? Um, so I thought that was a funny joke. Yeah. Nick's whole aim in life is to never laugh at my jokes, even if he thinks they're funny. Well, we'll play cross that bridge when we get to a funny one. <laughs> It's been 10 See years. See the shit I put up with? Anyway, so my final groomsman is Paul and my little nephew Stanley making up one extra groomsman. Um, yeah, then, then Sarah. Yeah, cool story. I'm yeah. like, wow, move, where move are we going? Moving right along. Moving so, yeah, so Paul along. will have the rings and he'll be part of the um, bridal party to an extent. but He'll hang around for the whole reception and then he'll go home. Oh, sorry, no, for the ceremony. whole ceremony and, and then, then go he'll, home. He'll go home. He's got other plans that night. Yeah, he's meeting his mates for a drink. Mm. Yeah, cool. So, what is the first thing you're going to do as a married couple? <laughs> Bar the obvious. In brackets, well, Michelle Duncan, you're a pervert. <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> well. Look, we're probably not going to consummate because I'll probably be sleepy. We'll probably just go well, out and forget. I, think, I don't necessarily think she means immediately after the reception. <laughs> I think she may be talking about, are we going on a honeymoon or something like that. Do you want to call her? Do you want to phone a friend? Not really. So <laughs> the, quite interestingly, um, as soon as we get married, we are spending a few nights at Crown, uh, have a little wrap up the next day, 
And then I fly to Broome for four days. So I leave Sarah in Melbourne for four days. I've got a project in Broome I'm going to. And then I'm flying to And then I get home 7 a.m. Thursday morning. And what time do you fly out again? Like 2 p.m. So we tag team at the airport. Yeah, so we don't really see each other for our first married week. Um, But then we're going to Byron Bay... Um, for a week for together. A week, yeah. yeah, it was meant to be the week straight after. That's just a little mini moon. We're going on our proper honeymoon in January. Uh, yeah. So both our businesses are busiest in, or all our businesses, sorry, are, bus- yeah. are busiest in November and December in the Christmas lead up. And We've got Black Friday and Cyber Monday in the US. So. Yeah, so we just decided rather than tempting ourselves to work the whole time, we will wait till it's a little quieter and just do a shorter kind of getaway so that, you know, after, after these two random jobs that we have, we will go for a week and just decompress. A um, little bit of exciting news that came in recently. I have just signed a book deal, which is super exciting, but I have eight weeks to write it after the wedding, so that mm. I'll be spending a lot of time writing, getting some inspiration. Uh, what does the future together look like to you both? Michelle's going deep today. Like, wow. Well, is it still Michelle? It's still Michelle. Oh, nail it. Good on her, Michelle. Um, Love you, Michelle. I think it looks like... Incredibly... Similar to the present. <laughs> One thing about Nick is that life will never be boring. He is super spontaneous, super playful. There's always a joke to be had or an ice cube to be thrown at my face. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's a total practical joker and has such an insatiable sense for adventure, which I love. Uh, So I imagine it'll change every... Like, we just have no idea what the next... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, it's exciting. First decade was fun. Let's see what the next one's like. I think that's the best thing about us as well. We're pretty compatible with when we decide we're ready for a new thing. Yeah. And we're pretty compatible on when we're like, let's just go and like randomly do something. Mm. And I feel like there'll be a couple more adventure, crazy climbing mountains, holidays before we have kids. Mm. Definitely want to have kids in the next couple of years. So that will be something super exciting to evolve into this decade. Uh, And yeah, I guess the future just looks exciting. I think that's... Yeah, but just unpredictable. 100%. And we're super, like, we don't plan things. So that's a fun time, always. Okay, Shanghai to do and see Elliot 80. What is the one thing that you both do that bugs each other the most? Whoa, it's our wedding. Relax. <laughs> so we did an um, amazing... How long is this podcast? Um, an hour. No, I'm just trying to work out if I can fit it all in. Uh, so what's <laughs> We did, Nick did an amazing newlyweds video for my hens with all my bridesmaids and it was amazing. And I love asking these questions. Like if anyone doesn't know me, my favorite activity to do is to play road trip games, even when there's no road trip. So would you rather, what are your five favorite mm. foods? What are your five favorite memories? Like, I just... She's really brave doing it too, because I've never wanted to drive into a tree more than when she asked those you questions. Ha- I don't know why you hate the game so much. I don't know. It's my favorite. What your voice? <laughs> So he actually really loves me, guys. <laughs> so what's the question? What's, what's going what the is question? the thing about each other that annoys us the most? Well, okay. Yours um, is probably me asking those kinds of questions. It's also <laughs> the whole... Well, Sarah's got like... Sarah's very adventurous with food, but also chooses the same foods all the time. And I'll go, what do you want for dinner? I don't mind anything. All right, cool. The giant um, Chinese? No, no, don't want Chinese. <laughs> Italian? No, no, not Italian. No. Like, no, I'll go through everything, and I'm like, John, Japanese. Okay, let's have Japanese food. And I'm like, okay. Well, why, I, why, why didn't I just, just say that? Does my head in. She knows exactly what she wants, but... You know, um, that's like a universal girl thing. 
There are memes about it. Yeah, but it's still annoying about you. <laughs> okay, my annoying thing about you is that you will wait till the very last minute to get ready, and I'll have been getting ready for like an hour around you. I and still you, beat you though. I, no, but you know that it's getting ready time, and you'll just sit on it and be like, I'm going to use this time to do my stuff while you get ready. And then when I'm ready and I'm ready to chill because I'm ready, you're like, oh, well, since you're ready and I'm not, can you go like do this and like get my stuff ready? Like, can you just iron my shirt or can you just like go grab that oh, stuff? She doesn't, know, she doesn't even know where I'm the like, iron is. Um, I, you can't benefit from the fact that I got ready early. Sarah, 99% of the time, I'm Whatever. still beat you. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> and also, he's super messy. Oh, speak for yourself. No, nah, I'm super not messy. Oh. <laughs> I just stoop to your level because what's the point of being clean when you're messy? I'm not. I just have a lot of balls in the air. <laughs> um, so Mental Health Remix also asked about where the honeymoon is going to be. Uh, so the one that we're going to do next year is Egypt yeah. because we are both obsessed with Egyptian mythology since we were kids. We've tried to go three times. You know, we did the whole Middle East and Egypt has just been a little bit uh, in turmoil, but now has stabilised quite a bit. So we are hoping to go and see the pyramids and, yeah, just be in awe of humanity and the incredible things that man has been able to build. And also we figured, you know, you can go on a beach holiday, you know, and take a week off and we don't really take that much time off together are yeah. you concentrating? I pressed a button and it just all of the stuff turned on in the car and I don't know what to do. So Okay, so another story. We went to Japan for the first time. What are you doing? I'm trying to make this thing stop. <laughs> we there went we to Japan and every day we walked past this big red button that said do not press. And old ADD over here, 100%, I was like, he's going to press it. But every day I had to warn him not to press it because I was like, it's huge. It's huge in red and it says do not press. So well, I the- put a button there if it's not allowed to press it. <laughs> On the last day, I got to the door early and I was like, where's Nick? Turned around, he sprints around the corner. Run! I pressed the button. He'd press the button and like the whole interior of the hotel, it was like the Four Seasons or something, went, started Park to like, rolling. it started to like move. It went, and all the walls were moving. I was like, what have you done? I still don't know what it was, but it wound up. It was the internal windows going down. I think it was still like air the rooms at. I, don't I know thought it was. was like for if there was like, um, a fire or something. No, but you want to. You don't want to do that in a fire because oh, you don't want oxygen. Okay. It was weird though. The top like foot of the internal walls just lowered. It was. You know. I just knew you were going to so press loud, it. <laughs> Why the button there? Oh, uh, oh my god. Okay. So Grace Lucille. Yes. What does marriage mean to you as a couple? Which is interesting because we have been together for ten years, and you get half your friends who say nothing changes at all, and half your friends who say it changes everything. So I think. For us, it means it's such a significant step into what we kind of already are. Like, it's a really nice recognition. Yeah, 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 exactly. Because for two people who have been together for 10 years, it's weird to be like my boyfriend. Or partner. And also because Nick spells his name without a K, because in primary school there were too many Nicks with a K. So it's N-I-C. Everyone in Match Maiden emails thinks when I say Sarah and Nick, they're like, oh, cute. It's like, hey, ladies, because they think it's Nicola. So you could be my lesbian And with Bloom Effects, um, my business in the US, it's a cosmetics business. So even more all so, the staff you're are Nicola. female, like the founders <laughs> and everyone's female. And um, I actually use Nicholas in that. 
Yeah, well, I started saying Nicholas because everyone said would reply, hey, ladies. I'm, I'm only Nicholas when I'm in trouble. Or, or yeah, or mm. a lady when you're in what? wearing lady clothes. I don't know. I don't know. That was the worst. It See, was this weird. is when, where this <laughs> not funny joke thing came from. <laughs> Okay, Joanna Tan. Yes. Hello, lovely. How did you find writing your vows and honeymoon destination and secrets to a happy marriage? What do you think they are? Well, the vows, it was interesting because I wrote mine and I sent them to our celebrant who oh said they're amazing you have the and perfect. smile on your face. Uh, the length was excellent. The content was fantastic. He pretty much said these are the best vows he's ever heard. <laughs> he did. He did. Not. He's used them, I think, in his templates. Oh, I'm sure. Showing Whatever. people what the best Sure, I'm sure that's not no, true. No, it's I'm just what I've heard. It's what it's going around the traps. Sure, Taft is our amazing. Pretty celebrant. sure. How many revisions have you had to do? I'm just curious. Like, <laughs> a few. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, look. I'm you, you, verbose, okay? I like poetry and using my words. And Shura was like, yeah, yeah. these are so beautiful and I love the sentiment, but they're like four times. Yeah, who would have thought long? that my tattoos are J.R. Tolkien, not Sarah's? Uh, uh, uh. Anyway, so my vows are just, I mean, I don't want to use the word perfect on a podcast. But, <laughs> um, yeah, and Sarah's doing her rendition of War and Peace. More, <laughs> but no, seriously, we, I found them really easy to write. Yeah, me too. And yeah, I five think, minutes. I think. You're <laughs> perfection. No, I'm joking. No, it's. It's hard I, to it's hard to like say everything you want to say about someone. Do you know what? Like I'm so busy at the moment. We've had a really busy patch, and I really sat down to write them. And I'm glad that I'm actually glad that I had to go and write them because it was really nice kind of um, way to just sit there and think about how you feel about that person this close to. I'm glad it was this close as well. I mean, I think you did yours a month ago, didn't you? No. I wrote mine on the plane on the way home from NECA. Uh, it, it was a 14-hour flight, wasn't it? Uh, it I had 56 hours of transit, yes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so I, well, I she would have needed it because yeah. of that long. Right. Um, <laughs> you should have seen what it started as. Yeah, I know. But anyway, I so... I have so many words. I just I really love you. I'm excited. Uh, yeah, that's probably why I'm always... Yeah. Um, I know what you were going to say just <laughs> yeah, then, and I'm so glad so that bad. you stopped. <laughs> um, no, so... It was actually really nice. It's a nice experience to actually write them. It's not stressful at all when you, when you're writing them the right length and the right content. It's like really okay. Easy we to need get to move on from this question. So, you guys, you know, I enjoyed it. He literally I enjoyed came it. home and was like, "So the teacher, it's the first time the teacher said mine was perfect and yours wasn't." I was like, "What? What? Are we, who? Right. Which teacher? What are it's, you talking about?" It's like contracts all over again. Oh my god! Shut up. Anyway, moving right along. Yeah, next question. Um, no, Joanna's. Last part of her question was secrets to a happy marriage. I think the biggest one is going to be, which it always has been, communication. In what you know, when we went mm. from being a couple to business partners, it was the biggest transition you could imagine, and the only way that we survived it is by transforming our communication. Well, you had to. No, sorry, that sounded bad. I'm, I was. <laughs> You should no, have no, seen no. the death stare. I was. I was used to it because my. Yeah, Nick had been in business. I've been business with very close friends and I've made, I'd made my mistakes there. Um, and I understood the, the separation between friendship, like my best mate and business. And we fell out. I think in the middle of the year of business, we barely spoke and now we're so close. Um, again, in my bridal party. Um, so I kind of got that and I, my problem was probably that I assumed Sarah got it too. 
Yeah, um, whereas I was like talking to Nick as if he was my partner and not being able to take it when he spoke to me in a business context and being like, why are you being blah, 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 blah? like, why are you like fluffy and lovey and like putting XO in everything and a smiley face? Or, you know, we just, yeah, we take but, liberties with each other that you would never take with a third party business person. Like if you don't think someone's idea at your workplace is a good idea or you've got constructive criticism, you'll kind of say it nicely. Whereas because we knew each other so well, we'd be like, that's shit. And then it's not the right, you know, in a business context, that's not the right way to kind of speak to each yeah, other. Sorry, so. Alan, I'd say that's shit generally to you. My, <laughs> so Alan's one of, my, one of my head of design at Bushy Creative and I often, no, 99.99% of the time I love it, but when I don't, I'm not fluffy. You're not. Yeah, you're but not I'm not fluffy. rude. It's just, I you know, say you're just not I a fluffy, yeah. So anyway, figuring out, ugh, one of the best books you could ever read is The Love Languages. Figuring out what people's way of communicating is yeah, yeah. and then working around it and understanding when they say a particular thing, it's not, you know, if it's not the same as you would say it, it's okay. Yeah. I think just learning to interpret it properly means miscommunications are the biggest thing, the biggest problem in most relationships. What was the original question? Well, that was part of a question. What okay. do you think the secrets are to happy marriage? And oh, I really secrets. think yeah, the yeah, big cool. one is communication. I think it's also compatibility. We're very compatible. Yeah. And, like, I think finding ways to not get stale. Yeah. Like, and, we're, look, the advantage is you and I are best mates. So mm. I think because we're best mates, like, we could hang out and have a laugh about anything and not necessarily in a romantic state constantly. So um, it's, it's, you know what I mean? I think that's mm. – there's longevity in that. Like, I get mm. to spend, like – rest of my life with my, one of my best mates. So. My best mate. Who? So. Dave? Yeah. <laughs> Higgsy moved away. So. Woody's in the UK. I'm fucked. Oh, Nick's all alone. Hello, lovely neighborhood. Just dropping in to thank the team at American Express, one of our major sponsoring partners that allows me to continue bringing you your dose of yay, especially when we travel for international guests. You might have heard that we've been American Express Platinum Business Card members across several of our businesses, making every dollar we spend more rewarding. The American Express Platinum Card is also a great choice for personal spending, bringing a suite of amazing travel benefits. Offering guaranteed 4pm late checkout at 1,100 fine hotels and resorts properties, you'll get the most out of every stay. Plus, you get $450 to spend on travel each year to help with that insatiable wanderlust. We've become much more savvy this year about how to make our spending more rewarding thanks to American Express. More details in this episode's show notes. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, Zoe Wombwell or Wombwell or Wombwell. Why don't you make a name sound weirder? It's easy. It's Wombwell. Okay, cool. Sorry, it's English. Zoe, please confirm. Yeah. Um, how did you choose your photographer? Did you meet with them or go by their by looking at their work? Oh, that was easy, that one. That was super easy for us because we have some amazing, amazing friends, Lyndall and Daniel, who are lost in love photography, who do the most incredible wedding photography and had already shot us together. And They're also excellent people. And are excellent, excellent people. But on top of that, Nick has not... He's a recent comer to smiling in photos, let's just say. Loves a pout, loves a chicken bum, and or just doesn't love to smile in photos until recently. I've got resting serious face. He's got resting serious face. Resting mm, serious? Resting pout face? Resting, it's not pouting. Resting concerned face. Concerned face. Okay, resting well. concerned face. Because it's like, anyway. So, Lyndall and Daniel, we'd shot with them before, I think around the time we got engaged, and they were so good at making him feel comfortable and 
So Linda will like shoot up close and Daniel will be ages away and you won't even see him, but he'll be getting these long shots with a long lens that are just... (laughs) And we were so comfortable with them and knew and have seen their work. Yeah, well, we first saw him because he was in the bushes. Yeah, Yeah, pretty much. No, they're just just wonderful. And I I think with supply, any suppliers... It, it's really easy when you've been to a lot of friends' weddings and you can see how people have been to work with. There's so much word of mouth. Like anyone you know who's loved their photographers will talk to you about them. You know, those kind of recommendations are really, really valuable because it's also like they're going to be at your wedding. So it has to be someone that you like being around. Mm. Um, but also Instagram and stuff makes it so easy to see other people's work and see what kind of vibe you like. And there are just some amazing, amazing suppliers out there now. So... I think you can definitely do your research, but if you can get personal recommendations from people you trust, then yeah, that's. But if, no, they're fantastic. I'm looking forward to it. And then because we love them, we went with a lot of their recommendation, like recommendations on other suppliers, like our videographers, and we went with people they like to work with. So yeah. that's another easy way. Uh, okay, Taylor May Logan, how to budget for a wedding slash average prices? That is a really, really hard question because wedding prices, firstly, are like extraordinary yeah. and extortionate almost yeah. as soon as you say the word bride or wedding. But also everyone's wedding structure and priorities are so different just from the few weddings that, you know, there's a, we've had a lot of weddings in our bridal party already that we've been to and like some people really care about the flowers. Some mm. people don't care at all about the flowers and care more about the alcohol or the food. And some people care more about the music or the some installations. Some people are crazy about the outfits and stuff. Oh, what do you call it? I was almost said costumes. Costumes. <laughs> no, the, so I'm lucky enough to have my suits done by Joe Black. Um, I really like their stuff. I always, I've worn them a lot and... I got I hit them up to dress us all, so that's that's really good. So all of the bridal party and your brother will be wearing Joe Black. Um, your dress, what was your dress from? My dress was from the incredible team at Dimmies. Palace Couture. Did oh, you just say Dimmies? No, um, Palace Couture, yeah. Oh, my God, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joy and the team at Palace in Sydney are absolutely extraordinary. They're so talented and so wonderful. Uh, and again, like, you know, my budget for my dress alone, I found dresses that were, you know, $1,000 that I loved as much as dresses that were $10,000. Like, it's really personal. Mm. And it's also like whatever your kind of overall budget is, you rejig it and take some from some and put some in some depending on what you want. And the other huge difference is going to be how many people you want there. So if yeah, you have that, like then 60 that was a tough or 80 one for people. Us. I've got some very dear people that couldn't come to the wedding, that I couldn't invite to the wedding like I mean there has to be a limit though I mean our limit on this particular venue was forced upon us because of the capacity of the venue yeah um, but we probably wouldn't have wanted well, more look, people we, anyway we, we wanted to do it like 90 80 90 people um, so I think it's like another I mean, that just your, covers your family <laughs> and you know another thing is if if so in your particular situation, Taylor, um, message me if you want some more like ballparks on figures because I think once you've been to a few suppliers, you'll get an idea that you know in the flower industry it's going to be between this and this. Like you, yeah. once you do there's, a bit of research, you get a bit more. There's also clarity I mean, on figures from an economics perspective. What's that opportunity cost of of doing certain things? I mean, with regards to what we're doing, um, the venue organises the food and the food like the everything 
alcohol, all that type of stuff. And you just get a per head cost. It's a per head cost. If we want to extend it, we don't have to sit there and find more alcohol, find more supplies, make sure the staff can do like the caterers and stuff like that. It's all done by one person. So it probably may have cost a percentage more, but the fact we don't have to do any organising, planning or anything like that outside mm. of this is the amount of people, this is the dishes we want, this is the times we want, mm. that makes a massive, massive difference. Because it, someone told me, um, a friend of mine, Frito, told me, don't be the wedding planner on your own day wedding day like just be the be the bride and groom not the wedding planner mm. and i think that's super important and mm. looking it's great and we're, we've also been very lucky that we've had some great people volunteer to help us out and um stuff like that so mm. just with advice and stuff like that so and there's so many extras that like you can literally skip on if you don't care about them but we you know we're very visual we love taking photos and like we've got such a beautiful story around our businesses so we went with the extras you know we've got this amazing company sketch and etch that are doing a big neon sign mm. for our hashtag which is match made in heaven because that's such a big part of our story mm. and there's a seating chart and there's you know so many different things that you mm. don't if you don't care about that stuff like you don't need it mm. or, you, or with flowers like wildflower is our florist and she's so incredible but even within her own structure she's like you can have this much adornment on the arch that you're standing under or you can have none or you can have some down the aisle or you can have petals to throw or you can skip them like it just depends there's really such a big room to move in any direction so yeah, yeah. i think just do your research uh laura donaldson did you know nick was going to propose i had no idea genuinely no idea look to be honest i didn't know i was going to propose when i did I mean, I knew he was going to propose in our lifetime because he'd already tried to do it like three times Look, when no, I was well. like after like one year. <laughs> it took me right nine to ten months to find the diamond I wanted, and then it took me another twelve months to get the ring made, and then I sat on the ring for probably four months about finding the right time. And we had a couple of really beautiful holidays around that time, so there were lots of like everyone expecting every time we'd go that it was happening. And anyone happen. that knows me, that's the time I don't. Like, I still haven't watched Avatar because everyone says how good it is. I'm like, no, I might watch it. I refuse to. So I think that was kind of a similar situation where I'm like. So I had no idea. Like, yeah. I was literally, we were away, we were in Fiji, um, and it was like the first time we'd had a holiday. In, that wasn't work related in a while, but it was very down, like very casual. I was putting mosquito cream on one of my bites, and like had no makeup on. Had I was crusty from the day at the beach. Had like mismatching like Qantas pajama top and like Nike shorts or something, and just not not a clue that he was going to do it. And I don't think he did either. And he just got the ring out, and it was so lovely to be surprised. Yeah, it was lovely. And then we just sat on the beach in this little private island in Fiji, and. Yeah. Yes, and even after 10 years, I guess it was just a really, you know, pivotal life moment and just such a sense of joy. Like, I, I think it's so hard to surprise me these days, but yeah, it was filled with joy and so lovely to be able to then enjoy the moment, just the two of us. I think we're away for another four days before we got home. So we kind of sat on the news for a little while and just... Yeah, I had a little few moments of joy by ourselves uh, and, yeah, it was a truly, truly pivotal moment. One of many. We have had many pivotal moments together in our lives and in our careers, uh, but I think that's probably, yeah, one of the very big highlights. Um, the Desi 2's question before about changing my last name, I forgot to 
address the question, the part of the question that asked if there was any pressure to do so? Absolutely not. I think um, definitely not from anyone else, but Nick was very clear that he would really like me to change my name, but if I had not wanted to, you wouldn't, there was no, like, pressure to do so. No, I just wouldn't marry you. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, look, if it, if it was, if you had a attachment that was that great to it, yeah. um, like, I mean, it's, it's all well and good for guys to sit there and go, oh, no, she needs to do it, blah, blah, blah. But look, at the end of the day. It's your name. It's your name. I, I don't know how I could deal with changing mine. And I know that, you know, on balance, so I probably, like the feminist side of me probably resisted a little bit. But then Nick's desire to have me change my name was stronger than my desire not to. And that's kind of how we make all our decisions. It's like on balance, whose desire for one thing or the other is stronger. And in the end, I want to have the same name as my children anyway. Yeah, and that's the big one for me. I just... And you have a a nice surname. It's not like, you know, it's got the same syllables. Like, I don't have a super strong connection to the Holloway name. My brother's going to carry that on anyway. You know, it's all on balance. Like, yeah, it was was quite an easy decision. Um, Scribbling Studio, what was your mum's first impression of Nick? (laughs) Well, Nick ran nightclubs at the time. I know. Your I. There's a lot of things that I'm a mum pleaser. Yeah. I mean, mum... That sounded really creepy. It did a little. Yeah, well. But, I mean, he was literally the biggest flirt on the I scene. don't flirt with your mum. No. I'm saying you were like such a party boy at the time. So before she met you, her oh. impression of me describing it was, oh, he's older, he's running nightclubs. Like, what is she getting herself into? And then she met you and was like, marry him. Yeah, well, thought I'd do. <laughs> um, okay. How many relationships did you both have before being with each other? I had only had one long-term, like, proper, proper relationship. Had three. Yeah, you had three, and one of them was, like, your, like, high school sweetheart. Yeah, kind yeah. Of. So not, not a huge amount. Yeah, no. Um, how have you planned your perfect day? Oh, we already went through that. Is one of you cleaner? If so, how do you deal I'm with the definitely mess? definitely cleaner. That is Chloe, Chloe Shinners. Don't listen to Nick. I am 1,000%. <sighs> I'm a neat freak as well. I, I'm not a neat freak. You know, I clean for fun. Sarah, cleaning for fun once a year is not cleaning for fun. It's my spring clean. No, I am definitely by default neater, but I have become a lot messier as our lives have got busier. And as since we got to go on retriever, really, it's a bit hard to keep everything like neat. We are... The furthest away from a monochrome family, <laughs> our, our home decor is mishmash. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look. I'm neater. Whatever. <laughs> um, okay. Any tips about communication, especially if one of you doesn't like talking about feelings? That has actually been an ongoing issue because I love... Nick wants to get out of the car right now. <laughs> I love talking fine. about my feelings. Nick does not like talking no, about No, it's feelings. fine. I don't mind talking about them, but you start to talk about them. At midnight, I know. At midnight when you've had a sleeping tablet. So I'm just like, this is like talking to... A doorknob. No, that's just normal. But like, um, <laughs> it's Why just... is that normal? No, and what I mean is, no, it's fine. I'm all about talking about it, but... All... Is too, I just don't like talking about it when we're exhausted and... Yeah. No, I think um, definitely pick your timing. Yeah. I tend to 
wait till that time of day because Nick works so late. So in my brain, yeah, makes sense. I make the decision of like, I'm going to wait until he's not, it's not interrupting him, but then it's like super late at night. Yeah. So I think maybe like I we've brought that up with each other. Like he's actually said, Sarah, you're not going to get anything out of me if you ask at that time of night. So I, then I've had to push back and say, well, what time is going to, you know, you're always busy. So what time, what time is going to be the right time in a, you know, in a situation where it's never the right time. Yeah, sure. Um, and it's just something you work on. Like I think what we have really, really tried to work hard on is if someone's feeling a bit, um, you know, don't sit on anything. Like don't sit on anything without telling the other person about it because then you'll just brew and then you'll be resentful and then it'll come out another way. So if I don't feel like we've been talking about our feelings enough, I'll say, Nick, I really feel like you just keep not being here for these conversations yeah. rather than waiting two months and then just blowing up at him one day. We've gotten a lot better. And he might say, like, other times, Sarah, I feel like you are talking about this and I'm really, you know how busy I am. It's a particularly hard time. Like, these conversations are not for so now. I need a wee. Do you actually? Yeah. I'm are you, back. Where, are you, where are you going? I don't know. I'm going to find one. Oh, my God. So, I don't know whether to pause or not or just keep going. Um, let's find some more questions. At what point did you know he was the one? Nat Jin, that is a beautiful question. Ooh, I think very early for me. I'm only going to say this when he's out of the car. <laughs> but yeah, I think both of us felt that very, very early on, almost to the point where we were so young at the time. You know, I was just 20 and he had just come out of long term. We'd both come out of long term relationships. We both were actively resisting relationships. And I think we even denied it you know for a year or maybe two I didn't even change my thing on Facebook because I was like oh no it couldn't be this good like it couldn't be the one but we from the very beginning were able to spend 24 7 together and not get sick of each other we had such compatible like balance between spontaneity and wanting to be planned we our skills and strengths and interests are very different but compatibly different and we literally have spent almost every minute together since then, like big stints. I mean, I've lived in a different country to him for like six months at a time and we've had big stints apart, but when we're together, we can spend, you know, we will never get bored of each other and never get bored of our life together. And every time, you know, other couples might kind of stagnate, we evolve into a new chapter really compatibly, like we started the business. And that was a huge, hugely challenging transition. But again, our compatibility just always continues to shine. So I think I think I knew very early and I think every year after that has just confirmed over and over. Um, and there's lots of little silly things that have been moments where I've been like, yeah. And I think one of them was watching the way he is with our dog, as silly as that sounds. It, it, like his paternal side is so, he's so clucky, by the way. Like he would hate me to say that. And as soon as he comes back in the car and realises that's what I was talking about, uh, he will hate that I've said it. But he's super clucky. And the way that he cares for Paul and is always just, yeah, nurturing and always looking out for him and um, and the way he does that with his friends and family. He's a, like a total alpha hard on the outside. I think he likes to project that, but then he's, yeah, super, super softy. And it's the moments where that side really came out that I was like, yep, he's the one. Um, I don't know when he thought that I was the one, but I'm... If I to if I'm going by what he said, it was like day one. I think he literally said the dorkiest thing ever. You're my perfect girl on paper. 
And then I met you and you were my perfect girl in real life too. <laughs> I was like, I met you yesterday. <laughs> so I think he knew pretty early as well. Um, but when he gets back in the car, he can answer for you. In the meantime, uh, a couple of messages came through that weren't questions, but really lovely. Renee, hey guys, congratulations. Any tips for, oh, any tips for a successful long-term relationship? I think we answered that one, but thank you for the congratulations. Uh, and Celine, I have no question, but a wish for you guys. May you have the best marriage and best married life. I know you both will. That is so kind of you. Thank you so much. We are so excited. And it is really interesting that when you've been together for 10 years, you know, people do kind of say, maybe nothing will change, but at the same time, everything changes. And perhaps even because we've waited so long, it's so nice to be finally you know, moving to the next level, starting to thinking about little babies and all that stuff. So yeah, I'm so excited. This is the longest wee he has ever done. Where is he? I don't know whether to like put in some tumbleweed sounds right now. Or... <laughs> okay, I'm going to cut myself off because I just keep making jokes that I keep laughing about by myself, but I will be back when he gets back in the car. I've got Welcome back. to leave in five minutes. All right, let's wrap up then. Did you keep recording? I did for a little while and then I took it off because I was laughing at my own jokes. I'm puffed. <laughs> um, so I think we pretty much finished all the questions anyway, but... Yeah, I'm, so I'm puffed. The toilet was on the other side of the park. It's so random that we're just sitting in the car. <laughs> I'm really excited to get married. Yeah, me too. I'm Two so sleeps. excited. It is going to be so much fun. I can't wait. Looking forward to seeing your beautiful dress. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to show you. It's so weird that you haven't seen it yet. I kept nearly sending you photos by accident because we literally sent each other like 5,000 photos a day yeah. of just what our life is doing. Yeah. Right, I'll get into the airport. All right. Nikki is doing the family pickups. Yeah. It's on. Got a babysitter in my car to pick up my little nephew. Oh my gosh, our little page boy. Yeah. I'm so excited, guys. We'll be sharing photos, I'm sure, as soon as we get them. And thank you all so much for being so excited for us and for sending questions and... Yeah, and for all the lovely messages. There's been heaps more since uh, since we made the list. Um, so sorry if I didn't get to you, but yeah, two sleeps. Two I'll sleeps. see you. You'll hear from me next one. I'm a Davidson. Oh my god, I have to change my intro. You rap and happy. <laughs> my rap. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm spoonful of Sarah. <laughs> all right, guys. Mate. Bye. Just popping in again at the end, guys, uh, with a couple of questions that I had put on the list but forgot to add. We didn't get to do all of the questions, but these are a couple that I had already put on the list, uh, so had forgotten to put in. Uh, one of them was from our dear friend Laura Court, who is actually our dear Insta friend and has just moved from Scotland to Melbourne, so cannot wait to catch up. Where do you see yourselves in five years' time? Which I think we kind of answered that we're not really sure, and that's kind of the beauty of it. But the other half of the question was, would you consider doing reality TV? And that is a great question. I think if the show was right then absolutely Riles Glow how many wedding songs have you picked we've got a wedding dance song and then a playlist that we sent our DJ with like 20 to 30 bangers and then she has total discretion over the rest Unfit and Unproper who is one of my dear friends from uni Nat have you got comfortable shoes to dance the night away and of course you know I do I wouldn't miss the chance to dance all night I literally have wedges. I think I'm the only bride in the whole entire world that doesn't have stilettos. And the last one was from Julia Baliche, I think. Did you hire a wedding planner? Great question. We didn't because I love spreadsheets and admin and organization. And I really wanted to, you know, it's 
the one piece of advice that I've gotten from everyone is it really goes so fast. So enjoy every single minute that you can. And in that light, I was like, well, if, if I can extend that excitement as much as I can, then I will. So planning it meant that I got to, you know, expand my wedding planning and my wedding time and my time thinking about it even more. So I, we chose not to have a wedding planner. And also because that kind of thing doesn't stress either of us, we really enjoy it. But if you don't, then I would highly recommend it because after all, the price of anything is the amount of life you're willing to exchange for it. So sometimes the cost is worth it if it's going to save you an enormous amount of stress and means that you don't have to worry about it on the day. It just depends what you're like with admin, how much time you have, what else is going on in your life, and also how many friends you have who have gotten married or who have experienced planning weddings before because we were able to get so much advice and support without having to hire one separately. Uh, but it's totally up to you. <laughs> I might have different advice after Friday. Who knows? Uh, but I can't wait to tune back in, guys, next week as Sarah Davidson. And I will chat to you soon. I hope you're seizing your yay.